the volume. All right, we are back on another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Alex Monaco here, fired up for a, to me, sensational episode, if I don't say so myself. And we've gone over some of these bets before, but I just want to reiterate and put on record my favorite bets team bets in the NFL betting world for the 2023 NFL season. We're going to do a little countdown. I come from, you know, I'm a 90s kid, older. I'm a millennial. It's all about Gen Z now, but I'm I'm still in the game. Used to have a little MySpace top eight once upon a Tinseltown time. Used to talk about it in stand-up, how you rank your friends. Well, today we're going to rank our bets and it's going to be fun working our way down little six pack if you will crack open some pacificos some stellas if you're a bud heavy individual i respect you either way we're going six five four three two one on the show appreciate you we are live on amp volume sports youtube channel all things wherever you get your pods subscribe rate review goes a long way if you've rocked with me if you faded me again I'm Daniel Day-Lewis in the betting world, baby. I do not take a sport off. I rarely take a night off. And this was supposed to be my time to unwind. So as we get into gearing up August 17th, 18th, pending when this hits your ears, we're talking just a couple of weeks away. As I've said before, and I'll mention it again, get your relative obligatory hangs out of the way Do your Mario Kart lap around every one of your loved ones you want to see. Take them out to lunch. Watch the Bear Season 2 with them. Whatever you got to do, get it out. Get it done because you need to clear the slate for the NFL season. That's what I do. So let's get into it. NFL season 2023 six-pack of bets. We're starting out with my sixth-ranked bet. And I got to be honest. To me, it's easily higher on my list. And I talk about it this week, so I will go a little shorter with them. But the Baltimore Ravens, your neighborhood Baltimore Ravens, at over nine and a half wins. And yes, juiced on FanDuel, juiced on DraftKings. I've seen it minus 160. I've seen it up to minus 170. That's an expensive price in the world of betting. You don't always recommend it. You rarely recommend it, quite frankly, unless you absolutely love it. And I have a couple of juiced plays on the board here. And if I sell you on it, you do have an option because there are alternate win totals on these books. So if you don't love over nine and a half Ravens to go 10 and seven, you cash this ticket, you can go over 10 and a half wins, get plus money, and you're good to go. So in my opinion, this to me, is an absolute must fire on the Baltimore Ravens. Now, I look at this Ravens team in a couple of ways. First being a 10-7 and team last year that didn't have their starting quarterback under center for more than 12 games. 8-4 and four under Lamar and a serviceable outing down the last month stretch with Huntley. This is the nice thing about the Baltimore Ravens. There's certain teams and actually a couple teams on this list 
when I talk them out, you get to back a company culture. You get to back a, a team that isn't completely cooked if their quarterback gets hurt. That is worth its weight in gold in NFL future betting, if I don't say so myself. Now, let's talk defensive side of the ball here first with this Ravens team. Only the Buffalo Bills allowed more, or excuse me, less points than the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC. The Ravens top three again in points against. This is a team on the defensive side of the ball. And again, smothering run D top three again in the NFL has players in all three phases. We know about the Roquan Smith trade last year. We, we see players all over the field on this team. Bowser queen. Now Marlon Humphrey is hurt. Our guy, Kyle Ham Hamilton, shout out the volume. He's going to have to carry as a safety that back that back secondary they are a little banged up my biggest cause for concern i don't remember the last time the ravens had a cornerback shortage that would be my only cause for concern on defense but the front seven is so menacing i'm not worried about it you look at this ravens team schedule as well right they play the afc south and they play the nfc west two terrible divisions after you get through the Jags and the Niners. I mean, unwatchable football, at least pending when you play them, the Colts, the Texans, etc. And the Ravens have the luxury through the first eight weeks of the season to play the Texans, the Colts, the Mike Vrabel Titans, the Kyler Murrayless Cardinals, the Detroit Lions, and then they got three divisional games. Here's the interesting thing. Strength of schedule matters. Timing of when you play your division matters. Interesting note here, the Ravens only have one divisional game. One down the last six weeks of the season. And it's against the Steelers on week 18. That to me tells you if Baltimore is going to win the division and they are plus 210. And I got to be honest, I like the value, especially with Joey Burr, another volume sports colleague, banging up non-contact calf injury. How do we love that at the moment? If you're going tit for tat with two teams that could easily steal the division. I look at this team, unbelievable gift of a schedule out the gate and you get most of your battlefield battle tested divisional games out of the way by December. That's something there. So if the Ravens are going to get ahead in this horse race, so to speak, they're going to do it early and they're going to take advantage of this schedule. Now, I spoke on this at length. I'll mention it briefly. Gus, oh, excuse me, Greg Roman is out and Todd Monken is in. And here we go again. It's not just a trend, but it's sticking. Young, innovative, offensive minds in this league are taking over. 34-year-old Todd Monken from the Georgia two-time Natty Championship. He was pulling the Stetson Bennett strings. He was making the calls. I mean, you think about the offensive talent that he was coaching in Georgia. And the other thing is this. I, I, I cannot understate it enough. The wishy-washy Baltimore in or not on Lamar for the future is over. Do you remember what happened once Dak signed his deal? They locked in. They got it done. This is now all about that action baby. It's all about the field. There's no funny business. Lamar is locked in with a guy, by the way. Now I was told Greg Roman 
didn't even entertain any of Lamar Jackson's thoughts on offense. Are, are we serious? I gave a cowherd analogy about it already. It's like a director, Quentin Tarantino, working with Leo and Brad Pitt. And once upon a time in Hollywood, they got a suggestion or two about how to make a scene better. And the director's going, how about not? I'm the director. I'm the Messiah. You stick to your lane. Imagine that in your quarterback room in these meetings week in week out then it all plays out on the field I mean now you have a guy in Monken that apparently is already wrapping his arms around Lamar ideas this and that they're trying things they're Costco sampling this over here Danny Diamond that that has legs that has meat and potatoes and it matters on the little things in and out of the Baltimore Ravens locker room to me, this is a company culture you want to back. I don't know how. We don't absolutely love the Baltimore Ravens over nine and a half wins on the season. It is an absolute must fire. It has to be. This division, everyone was three and three against each other. By the way, I'll triple check. Against one another. They beat up on each other all day long. But this team, Remind yourself, last thing I'll say, went all the way to the bitter end with Huntley against the Bengals. Joe Burrow didn't break 215 passing yards against this Ravens team in back-to-back -back weeks with the luxury of not going against Lamar on offense. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Odell, Zay Flowers, a healthy Dobbins, a help, healthy Ronnie Stanley. And a healthy Lamar completely changes the offensive side of the football. They haven't even had weapons for Lamar. I'm watching Zay Flowers cook commanders Madden 83s in practice during training camp like it's butter, baby. Ravens over nine and a half, six best bet on the board. Let's go to five. Give me the New York Jets over nine and a half wins. I've talked about the Jets quite a bit. I'm all about it. J-Mac on the volume, fellow New Yorker. I am all in with him in lockstep. And again, yes, part of this is by design. I host, host a show on MSG, the better half hour. I'm in the New York market. I'm high on New York teams. I'm not sitting here telling you the New York Giants are going to win the East. They're not. They're going to get over seven and a half wins. That's all I'm co-signing on, on air in New York. So if you think I'm sitting here drinking Aaron Rodgers discount double check prime hydration beverages, I'm not. I'm actually looking at what I'm liking. And I am watching Dalvin Cook just sign. He's number 33 now. Gotta love the Patrick Ewing ode if that was planned by design. If it wasn't, I love it either way. Aaron Rodgers takes the pay cut. They go right to work. They get him another piece on offense. I, I mean, look, this offense is... And I've, I've, I'll mention this again. Again, some of this is repetitive, but I have to say the important things that I've said in previous episodes for you to buy in with me. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady have completely co-signed on Aaron Rodgers in this spot at this point in his career and in this offensive system. And Brady, uh, excuse me, Manning said it on the McAfee show. If you don't have to relearn a new offense on a new team, it changes everything. You're 18, 19 years in, him going to Denver, you take your offense with you. And, and again, we know about this, not to psychoanalyze Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't have a wife. He doesn't have kids. He didn't have an owner. He was in the sandbox, unsupervised at recess 
doing whatever he wanted at recess. He could kick a kid in the shins. He could knock someone off the monkey bars. No repercussions. Did whatever he wanted. Now he comes to a New York media market. There is no room to breathe. Absolutely no room for error. But he's played it brilliantly. He has taken the pay cut. He has co-signed on, on hard knocks despite a little pushback. And he's hanging out and building rapport with his teammates. That is the stuff they don't put in the contract, but want you to do, at, 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 as Colin would say, being quarterback eel, hanging out with Garrett Wilson, going to an MSG Rangers or Knicks game with Lazard and Sauce Gardner. You don't think these things matter. I mean, how many times do we need to see in team sports over the years likability, enjoying your teammates. I mean, the Nuggets to, to hop over the NBA. Uh, you think Aaron Gordon had a mandatory invite to Serbia to watch horses with Jokic? No, they like each other. You enjoy one another's company on the court, on the field, off the field. That builds Kitsma to quote half my relatives. This Jets team, again, lost a 10-3 game, a 19-3 game, an 11-6 game, a 2012 and a 2017 game. That's five more games they win with seven last year if they just put up more than 20 points. You don't think Aaron Rodgers is capable of averaging 21 points with this offense. The offensive line is the biggest is the biggest question. And for me, only a minus 20 point differential last year Ending on a six-game losing streak and 29th in points per game, only putting up 17.4 with three quarterbacks starting. Zach could have cared less. Zach was hanging out. I got two White Lotus references for you. Zach Wilson was hanging out with Stifler's mom half the season. Mike White, White Lotus. I mean, I don't even know. What's going on with him? He's lightning in a bottle. He either gives you 400 yards and three tugs or a QBR of 14. And Joe Flacco, I mean, he's from the twilight year. I mean, that's the dude who literally was a completely different NFL ago at quarterback, getting four starts last year for this Jets team. So a last thing I'll say. McCole Hardman, Alan, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook. This is not chump change on offense, all right? You return the offensive defense a rookie of the year. The battles between Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner already two episodes in have been fantastic on uh, HBO's Hard Knocks. But this team is everything you would want to feel comfortable about betting and for me, the bet is over nine and a half wins and, and remind ourselves, yes, they do have a pretty difficult strength of schedule, but Miami has, and the Pats have a more difficult schedule in the division than the Jets. But for me, two and four in the division, under 500, both at home and on the road at MetLife, et cetera, they're going to right some wrongs and hang a lot on the defense to be able to, and, and I've said this before, just like in that, that episode earlier with the rookie quarterback sitch. I mean, Bryce Young inherits the worst time of possession offense from last year. The NFL watching football, it's choreography. All right. It's, it's, it's men all orchestrating. I mean, you watch a brilliantly blocked run play. And, and if you really are about this sport, that is as beautiful as it gets. 
a guard pulling, a tackle laying someone out, a use check going old school Mike Allstott, hit stick, right analog up, and, and somebody runs for 12 yards. That's what this game is about. Now it's different because you can't touch the quarterback, you can't press anyone, and it's not old school OOs, 90s that I grew up on. But there's still value in saying that the physicality and the little things in this sport matter. And the Jets outside of their offensive line, have almost everything locked in. And it is a perfect timing purchase. I I, I mentioned this, like I said, with Middlecoff. I asked him about what kind of energies do you study non-verbally? Because this is where I'm at when I'm studying everything. What kind of persona do you like at quarterback? What mood, what version of a guy on the golf course do you want to back? He had always told me, Rory, plays better when he's happier. Johnny Rom plays better when he's pissed off. Well, Aaron Rodgers is playing like the jolly green giant over here in practice. Happy, happy. He's in and out of a toxic relationship in Green Bay. I mean, the guy wanted to retire. That's like saying, Costanza, it's not you, it's me. And now he is all in taking pay cuts and extending. We already know in the New York market, he's going to be there next year. That's everything. For me. So I'm backing the New York Jets over nine and a half wins. I feel absolutely sensational about it. They might not win the division as we get to our fourth pick. The Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills over 10 and a half wins. And it's juiced at minus 134, but I'm absolutely slamming it. And they do have the seventh hardest schedule. Of course, first place schedule from last year. But I mean, for goodness sakes, I've said this. I'll say it again. A top, there's only a couple of teams, a couple of teams in the last several years that have been top five in offense and top five in defense. And that is your Buffalo Bills, Bubba, Ray, Dudley, and the tables, ladders, and chairs, boys, in the parking lot. I don't care if there's a bunch of Homer Simpsons banging their Barney beer cans on their noggin in the parking lot. That, to me, is just, Old school football, baby. These fans don't have to be there. They want to be there. Complete polar opposite of the San Diego lifestyle in which I grew up. But you put up 28, second next to the Chiefs last year on offense. You give up 17. Top two on defense. This team, I mean, really put this in your gambling nog. Sprinkle it in your betting coffee. They lost three games last year, okay? They lost three games by three points, three points, and a basket in the NBA. They lost three games by eight total points. Eight, eight. I mean, you want to talk about not being the most, it's it's almost, this just came to me off the Nuggets, almost like Toy Story. And Woody was a favorite toy. And then Andy, I think his name, Andy, all of a sudden he gets Buzz Lightyear. And now Buzz Lightyear's the new favorite toy. That's Aaron Rodgers in the division right now. Everyone wants to play with Buzz Lightyear. Everybody wants to bet the New York Jets. I mean, it was tweeted out again yesterday. The biggest handle and the biggest liability for books throughout the country is if the New York Jets win the Super Bowl and make the Super Bowl. They're Buzz Lightyear. Don't sleep on Andy. Don't, Woody, don't sleep on the best toy in the toy box going on a decade here. Well, not a decade, but you know, in the movie, they are the best team in the division. I mean, second best record in the AFC four and two in the division seven and one at home. 
six and two on the road. I mean, plus 169 in point differential. Not even the Chiefs had that output. And they were the second best points for versus points against to only the San Francisco 49ers. And I I told it to you out the gate with the Ravens' second best defense at fewest points allowed in the AFC. This team was the best. 286 points. And yes, they did have one game less, but I still contest. No way from 286 to 315. The Ravens are still jumping them on that checkers board. Best defense in the AFC, the Buffalo Bills. And here's the crazy thing. Jadavius White hurt. Micah Hyde hurt. Von Miller hurt. Big part of most of last year. So again, they don't have star names on this Buffalo Bills defense, but they are coached up. Sean McDermott, to me, if he can get out of his own way on some offensive elements, because again, defensive-minded coach, they don't have Brian Dable behind pulling the puppet strings for Allen anymore. They still have a top five quarterback. Josh Allen, uh, for what it's worth, was dealing with the same injury, a little bit mild, a little bit more mild, but same UCL sitch as Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was out of the game. Josh Allen, middle of the season, played through it. I mean, he's got Cam Newton athleticism with a Patrick Mahomes-esque arm. Uh, He is an absolute force. And for me... I've just seen it. And yes, he may be in the back of the AFC on your way to Vegas, Galifianakis caravan of a car to Burrow. He's in the back seat now. You have to put the Bengals in shotgun to Mahomes driving. But that is almost more momentum for us to take and back this Buffalo Bills team. I mean, honestly, the division's going to beat up on each other, but Buffalo is going to do what they do, which is just hang in there and play Buffalo Bills style, relentless on D, playmaking on offense. Listen to the first six weeks of the season. Vegas, the commanders who don't know a enemy offense. Miami could go either way. Jacksonville, the Giants, the Patriots, and the Bucks. I mean, six and one or a five and two start for me. They lost three games, people, by eight points combined. I Don't know how we don't absolutely slam Bills over 10 and a half wins. They cleared this number by multiple last year. They run it back. They have everything to prove. And now they can get back to football. No more injuries. No more off the field things we have to worry about. Thank the high heavens. DeMar Hamlin is healthy. Back to playing football. I mean, all of that factored in to taking the bills off of and having to focus on just playing the sport. And that is exactly how they were supposed to play it this year. Everyone healthy, knock on wood, back to ball. Forget about it. Buffalo. I'm all in on them. Number three, give me the Dallas Cowboys over nine and a half wins. And again, I don't feel great that all of these are juiced, but I personally am all in on this team in the NFC. Unlike the AFC, it's the Eagles, it's the Niners, and yes, the Cowboys have to be third fiddle to them. They are the third team on the quote-unquote NFC depth chart. There's no fourth. I mean, it is a huge drop-off, in my humble opinion, from a complete roster standpoint 
after the Niners, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. But you look at this Cowboys team, and where are we not thrilled? Martin locked in, back in camp, Madden 99 on the offensive line. There will be no funny business in the backfield. Zeke is going to New England on a Wheaties box four years too late. This Dallas Cowboys team, who has drafted so well, but doesn't get any Stephen Jones credit because it's Jerry on the press conferences and all he talks about is winning that headline that day and saying things to get first take undisputed topics. The reality is that this team has won 12 games in the last two years. The reality is Mike McCarthy, say what you will about him, who has won the big game, by the way, has had three separate runs of 10 plus wins in three straight years. Three separate runs of 10-plus wins in the National Football League. Ten seasons of 10-plus wins. Ten. If you are worried about this team because a Boise State quarterback that couldn't make it in the league, Kellen Moore, is down in Ron Burgundy land calling plays for Justin Herbert, if you think that that is going to cause this team a drop-off, you are sorely mistaken. I mean, let me just lay it on. Fourth, fourth in points per game last year, 10th in yards, the best red zone offense in the league. Was that Kellen Moore? Was that Kellen Moore? He was calling the plays. Mazel tough. I, I got decent skills on the sticks. At the end of the day, it's those little digital guys. I got a uh, Vince Vaughn the breakup. Give credit to if you remember that scene. 71% touchdown red zone rating. That is despite the DAC lead leading, league leading interceptions. Here's the scary thing. It's the defense you really have to be worried about. Number one in takeaways, almost two per game. Sixth in points allowed at under 20. Led the takeaways for, for pass defense. Top 10 in opponent's yards per pass and completion percentage. Mike, Michael Parsons, again, second in defensive player of the year voting, second year in a row, 13 and a half sacks, 13 tackles for loss, 65 total. They got dogs on all three phases of this defense. And you add in Stefan Gilmore to compliment Trayvon Diggs, who they also locked up. I'm telling you, Brandon Cook's on the other side. This is going to be a scary time to want to fade this team. And I have never, let me let me say this, been on the Dallas Cowboys bandwagon. I always troll them. I'm always fading them. I never believe. For some reason, I got an inkling this team is going to lock in. Over nine and a half wins, it has to be. And remind yourself, you have everything you need to make that 10 win and hit your ticket for this bet. You have the offensive line. You have the front seven on defense. You have a serviceable in the conversation top 10 quarterback. Yes, I said it. And if he's not 10th, he's top 15. And you have weapons everywhere. I'm telling you, let's not sleep. On a team that you emotionally, and that's when you get in trouble. Quick little pivot on the, uh, as we as we charge the Tesla here. Do not let your emotions get in the way of a great bet in Vegas. This is not emotional. This is a lock. The Dallas Cowboys are winning ten games. Two of them are coming against the Commanders alone. Come on, number two on this list. 
and it's juiced again, but I'm okay with it. I'm giving you two options. The Kansas City Chiefs to win the AFC West at minus 165. Or you go over 11 and a half wins. Either way, I'm Kruger from Seinfeld, not too worried about it. 14 wins last year, 6-0 and in the division, 7-1 and at Arrowhead, 7-2 and on the road, plus 127 point differential, most points scored in the NFL, a Steph Curry four-point big three away from 500 points on the season, beat the Jags by a touchdown, beat the Bengals by a field goal, took the Lombardi trophy back to big red Andy Reid town. On a 38-35 win against the Eagles. Let's not do this again. We seem to now do it every year. We seem to sleep on the GOAT. Patrick Mahomes, if you didn't watch Quarterback on Netflix, sponsored by Volume, a, a nice month there, last month in July, you're missing out. Go watch Mr. Patrick Mahomes run his team, run his life, run his household. This dude, say what you will, is going to go down in the conversation as the greatest ever. Yes, they lost offensive assets. Yes, they lost a Frank Clark, a Carlos Dunlap. I'm not sitting here saying they don't have some new trials and trips. Of course they do. But forget about it. You think Juju Smith-Schuster and McCole Hardman are going to stop the GOAT from moving the football? Come on. They have not lost less than 12 games since 2017. Mahomes is 64 and 16 as a starter. He will make Richie James, Sky Moore, and Justin Watson work in addition to the couple of main pieces he has. But as long as Kelsey, Mahomes, and Andy Reid are there, it's their division to lose. I am from San Diego. I'm telling you, I can nail the Chargers like they're my wife for 20 years. I'll tell you exactly what they're going to be. 10 and 7 ceiling, losing games they shouldn't, winning winning games they shouldn't either, but frustrating to the nines. The Chargers had the third biggest Jeff Saturday on a Sunday embarrassing loss in the history of the postseason. You're up 27 nothing. you lose a football game. Go home and do not collect $200 when you cross the Monopoly line. An embarrassment. The Raiders are a project. The Broncos have a literally mountain, pun intended, to climb Russell Wilson, focused about his household more than football, do I dare say. The division is Budkiss. It is the Chiefs again. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Over 11 and a half wins. Or swallow the juice, it's worth the OJ squeeze, baby. Orange juice in the cup, throw an umbrella, have a sip, cash the ticket with me. And we end the show with the last bet. And it's the San Francisco 49ers to win the lowly. And there should be nothing but a, a Gaylord Fokker meet the parents medal on the board for this. Because it's really not even a great feat. The Rams, we'll talk it out briefly. Off the worst, McVay point differential. <coughs> Had to cough that out. Season. We don't even know where Matthew Stafford is at. Where is his head? Uh, Stetson Bennett might be getting the Van Wilder football by halfway through the Rams season. Kyler Murray's playing Call of Duty all the way till middle of the season. They'll probably, quote unquote, rest him for next year. And I'm sorry. 
The Seattle Seahawks are a fun story. They have a great fan base. They're a good roster. They're not even close to the San Francisco 49ers team. 13-4, and four, number one D in the league in yards and points allowed, and they were sixth on offense in points and fifth in yards per game. They went 10-0 and 0 as a home favorite last year. And I've said this, and I'll say it again, the team literally had for, I think, two months, a team that would come in, play them, and lose the following week. There was a hangover aftershock that's how bad they whooped your favorite team's favorite team. They're off the first time Shanahan has ever swept the division. By the way, they've won 13 games twice under Mike Shanahan's son, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, they're like a gosh damn rock band dressed in football clothing. Where do we not have what we need? And remind ourselves, it's a system. It is about a system in San Fran. So God forbid, Mr. Irrelevant goes down. Brock Purdy, who was 5-0, and by the way, down the stretch, 13 tucks, four mistakes, 107 QBR, 67 completion percentage, with a three-touchdown, no-mistake, 109 quarterback rating in the two playoff games that he won for them. They are foolproof. Doesn't matter if it's Darnold. They will still get to 11 wins. I wholeheartedly believe that. You swoop Javon Hargrave, an 11-sack nose tackle from Philly last year. You return three pro bowlers, two of which being Nick Bosa and Fred Warner. Hopefully, they pay Nick Bosa so he can get back into training camp. I'm not worried about him. This is a combination, a combination of an unwatchable division and one of the best rosters in the NFL top to bottom. They have to be your best bet. They have been so close NFC championship game, three of the last four years, you cannot back a team with more motivation than the San Francisco 49ers team. They are, and they have to be the best bet on the board to just get 11 wins. It's minus 140 over 10 and a half or winning their division at around minus 165. Pick your poison. It is, I don't want to say a lock because nothing's a lock in betting. It is as close to a sure bet as you are going to get. We get out of here on a quick recap. Number six, Ravens over nine and a half wins. Number five, Jets over nine and a half wins. Number four, it is without question the Buffalo Bills over 10 and a half wins. I got the Cowboys over nine and a half wins. The Chiefs still win the AFC West or over 11 and a half dubs. Pick your poison and the Niners over their number 10 and a half, which is ridiculous, or them to win the division. Now, I will say last on my way out, they play the AFC North and NFC East in the NFC West. That's why it's a 10 and a half number. There should be no reason why they're not 11 and a half wins. They're playing two incredible divisions, at least as far as I'm concerned, uh, an AFC North that could end up sending three playoff teams. They'll send two. Bengals and Ravens, and NFC East that's sending two playoff teams. You got four playoff teams between the eight dances against these two divisions. That's the only reason why it's at 10 and a half. But that's just going to show you how much the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals are going to struggle. It's going to be a rough season. I, they may run away with the division and have it locked up by Thanksgiving while you're pouring more heavy gravy on your turkey. That's been a week. Appreciate you. Money line Monica. We're out of here. Don't forget to hug your mothers. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. It goes a long way. We'll see you next week.
the volume.